4: Of Thursdays to everyone with ears listening to us right now, and even the people who aren't listening to us right now. Happy Thursday to you, too. My name is Lindsay Brown, across from me, staring into my eyes. No breaking Focused. of eye contact, no blinking.
5: Focused and ready to lasered, go. Lasered.
4: lasered in here is Adrian Hernandez, and we are the playmakers, and we are here to talk about the sports and a lot of other things because you can't just stay in one lane. And last time I checked, the tracks have more than one lane themselves. And so all those rules that we've just made up in the first place are indeed made up. So we get to yeah, make up break our them own them stuff and, here.
5: Yeah, and we go with the flow. Uh, Lindsay, I'm happy to be here on my way to the station. Almost got into a car accident. Oh, so no. I'm very what thankful. Happened? wasn't my fault. Deal with my Lyft driver. Uh, I'm thankful there to be been here. You're bad luck
4: with those lately.
5: Honestly. Especially honestly, whoever
4: picked you up on Tuesday. I,
5: I don't blame The Lyft driver per se, I kind of blame Rainbow just as a street. Yes. But thankfully, I'm here. I'm ready to go.
4: I'm happy that you are. You're not wearing a hat. I don't think I've seen you behind the board without a hat on. Yo, so, that is
5: very true. I, I mean, I need to make sure I got here on time. All
4: right. And and it's good to have a, a little bit of a disruption to the routine. It keeps you fresh. It keeps you, uh, I think, inspired in a lot of ways. The blood
5: is flowing. The la- indeed. The,
4: okay. Let's keep that to ourselves over there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy that your blood is inside of your body still. That, yes. That, that pleases me. I'm sure that pleases at least a couple of our listeners and certainly your family although I have yet to meet them, so I cannot confirm or deny if that is actually true. I hope. But we have a full docket today of, uh, of the sports per usual before we get into our can opener here, which is centered around Jim Harbaugh and all the conspiracy theories that I have, which is really just one of them. But we're going to be looking. We're going to be talking about looking into the glass instead of the mirror, and I mean that in hockey glass terms because when you're wearing your stuff, Adrian, and you're staring at yourself in the hockey glass and there's movement around you, you look so badass that you don't even see any of your faults, any of your weaknesses, and... I certainly wasn't the one that wasn't back-checking the hardest. And so we'll go into exactly what that means in the hockey world these days because there's been so many developments just in the last 24 hours. We have to start unpacking that. We'll give you guys some updates on the Brian Flores lawsuit situation and – Mostly the responses from people that uh, he named in said lawsuit, shocking. They also have decided to miss the accountability bus this morning.
5: Yeah, to defend themselves. Correct. Kind of late, you know, 24, 48 hours later, but I, and, we'll get into and it. And my
4: favorite's always like, well, I wasn't going to respond. Now, now I must. All right, all right. All right. We'll feel, get into I feel, it. I feel
5: like I have That's to. That's at the
4: end of the first hour. Then we got our 40s of footballs to kick off our second hour, obviously – Different type of football conversation. Flores, we're leaving in the first hour. Second hour, we're going to really start exploring that free agent market for quarterbacks and just what exactly the domino effect is for some of the things that we're thinking. While some people have ideas of where people might go or trades that may be made, we got our own brains. We can... Uh, spitball ourselves as well. And then we're going to get an update on the OK Now Ladies because we had two big-time hockey games last night slash this morning and huge news out of the WNBA in terms of money invested into the league's future and women in general. So we must celebrate and point out that it's only a small step for womankind because I don't know if anybody watched that oversight committee thing today in Washington pertaining to the Washington football team What is it? Investigation that they won't release yet. Uh, My pessimism to end yesterday's show for National Girls and Women in Sport Day and how I was feeling kind of low on it and I didn't feel like we were getting the the rallying calls confirmed, mostly confirmed, just like most of those people in those positions – that are supposed to be serving the public good and the people. And then that includes the workplace. And then we got to talk about Tom Brady because it's been 24 hours, obviously. So we're just going to get fired. And honestly, <laughs> he's I, I, really gone. He's, he's actually, leaving. No. um, and, and why it's okay to not be included with in everything from the get go. So as I said, A very, very robust schedule today through our full two hours. And it's all-star game on the horizon as well. But let's get into our can opener segment and talk about Jim Harbaugh. Adrian, yesterday on this program, Trista Crick, member of the BetMGM Tonight show. Nationally, big show, big show, which I will be on tonight at 720.
5: Um, Beautiful plug.
4: Yes, I'm, I'm good at this, I've been told. Uh, he's not going to be coaching the Minnesota Vikings. But Trista was dead set that it was going to be going down yesterday. We got, as were you. As were you. A he, lot was of people in the building, he was in the he building. Up, he was in the building. His old buddy back in uh, his San Francisco days, a.k.a. the new GM for the Minnesota Vikings. But apparently, Jim thought this was a done deal. Jim walked into this interview thinking, is it queasy?
5: Qu- uh, Quacy Adolfo Mensa,
4: Quacy Adolfo Mensa, my my man. I'm just gonna pick out my uh, polo, right?
5: Is this my office? Is this
4: uh, you know? Oh, you needed plays? Oh, oh, oh you wanted structure? I, where my nameplate's not here.
5: College coaching has him gassed,
4: according <laughs> to Courtney Cronin, who uh, is a close personal friend of mine back in Minnesota, who covers the Minnesota Vikings for ESPN. Um, I'm just going to read a couple of her tweets or at least uh, paraphrase a couple of them because as Adrian and I were just kind of setting the table, Harbaugh and the Vikings have been tied to each other for a better part of a week. And when he flew in yesterday to take this meeting, apparently Harbaugh. This is from Courtney Corner. My read on the Harbaugh Viking situation and speaking with sources. Harbaugh was in the mix for minutes for the Minnesota job because of his connection with Kwesi Adolfo Mensa He operated under the assumption that the job was his and he prepared for the interview as such. Anybody who has interview preparation with that mindset shocks me that they have a job in general, but we are living in the world in which our reality is, and we cannot be surprised by these things. And, Courtney goes on to say the Vikings saw this very differently and not as a slam dunk, as uh, the source put it to her. Uh, the way they felt Harbaugh viewed the situation coming into Wednesday, there were there was no offer extended. This isn't necessarily a matter of who said no to who, but two sides that did not align on the nature of what this in-person meeting was all about. So maybe Minnesota walked in with that intention of progressing that exact hiring.
5: Which I and heard it, it, they met for like six hours. Right. And by that third hour, right. it took a turn from positive to...
4: Negative town. Yeah. Right. And as we were finishing up the show last night, we or yesterday, we were learning of the news that Harbaugh was on a plane headed back and that he had basically let Michigan know that I am going to be returning. And so this is where my...
5: On National on, Signing on, Day, on, by the way. Exactly.
4: Exactly. So my brain starts a spin starts us spinning because I was very apprehensive of actually directly tying him as a legitimate candidate because why would you leave your college job way more security way more money way more power and you just beat the Ohio State University for the first time ever in your head coaching career at Michigan why would he leave why would he leave and what conference does Michigan Wolverines play in?
5: The Big Ten.
4: Who else plays in the Big Ten conference? Adrian? Michigan
5: State. Oh, yes. Iowa, yes, we're throwing Nebraska, in our mouths as Minnesota. We, There we
4: go. What do you know? The Minnesota Golden Gophers and PJ Fleck, their head coach in the Twin Cities area. Now, I'm not saying this is what Jim Harbaugh had in mind, but as you mentioned, on national signing day. Why do we mess around with the heads of just Minnesota fan base in general? Because anytime anyone with a a car better than a Prius, we're like, you want to take us out, really? You want to come hang out with oh, us? Don't do I'm that. I'm serious. And no offense to Priuses, but you don't work super well in the snow. But. We get super desperate really quick, and not to the point where, where we're begging for them to come in, but then we start, well, this is a done deal, obviously, so let's just let the imagination run wild. Now If is if here, what's the offense going to look like? If, if we're here, then we're here, and then all of a sudden, oh, wait, we've planned out our entire future together, including the names of our kids, but we haven't finished our first date yet. And I think that he's messing around. Whether that's, uh, I don't think it's a direct Shot across the bow to, to P.J. Flecker, the University of Minnesota, per se. But just to the general pond that is the Minnesota and greater Twin Cities area. And you know what? Ultimately, ultimately.
5: It's a beautiful city, Lindsay. It, it's,
4: it's amazing. It's, one of the, it's the best place to be in the summertime during these days, not so much. But if I'm Jim Harbaugh, I kinda, my, my main reason for doing all this, besides raising the profile of, of me and my program, which this does, This is 100% a recruiting tool. 100% a recruiting tool. I went to the meetings. I met with them for nine hours. I I, I was considering all my options. They were saying, hey, we'll give you the keys. We'll give you all this money, all these pro-level things. Look at our facility. Look at this. You just come, come away. And I said, no, it wasn't the right fit, guys. I have unfinished business here. We fell short of expectations this season. Look who I turned down. To be with this group. You can sell that to your players in the locker room right now. And you can sell it to the players that you just signed a national signing day. And you can sell it to the 15-year-olds that you're trying to peddle right now into your program too. Because nothing feels the same as being chosen over another. Right? It's not just that you want to go out. It's that you want to go out with me instead of her, him, or whoever you want to classify yourself as. And maybe that's tapping into some biological uh, competitive nature. I mean, that's in our DNA. We're animals after all. But I have a hard time believing that Minnesota was like wash the hands of this and that he didn't go in there with not an ulterior motive, but an anterior motive. So back hind leg motive. This is for my motor, not for my, my driving.
5: I really do think that he he was he wanted to go to the NFL like there was a there was a portion of him that wanted to go to the NFL he has issues Enough with where Michigan. you don't
4: have to you don't prepare for the interview that speaks volumes
5: that it does speak volumes but I could if understand true, when he comes from he... college and he's this great savior and he finally beat Ohio State and yep. he made the playoffs and I've had this great season yep and I, you're my friend. Come on, we're pals like not only yep. working in San Francisco. Well, like, even more reason but... for me to
4: show up uh, a little less prepared cuz I know that he's going to we're going to have the 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 spidey senses between us. But Jim Harbaugh still answers the question that his biggest dream is winning the Super Bowl. Um do you think members of the Cincinnati Bengals or the LA Rams have slept since the, you know last weekend and, and and leading up to the Super Bowl?
5: Very, very. Like, few hours. since
4: football <laughs> is such a show up and just see what happens sports these days, right? That's why we have the headphones and the mm-hmm. and the big time playbooks and all of these all these installs. How seriously could he be taking it if you show up to any interview, any interview, whether you intend to take the job or not, unprepared?
5: But there is he has had problems with Michigan, like this off season was very, very...
4: Oh, yeah, well, now we're going to give you another pretty penny on top of that contract. Not,
5: not yet, though. Oh, it's happening. So they changed... No, it's most likely... There's
4: coaching vacancies Yeah, there.
5: There. There's, there's still three left. First off, I think at, at the beginning of this off season for Michigan, when they lost to Georgia in the playoffs... I, I thought he was going to go to Miami. I thought that was the plan. The Dolphins? Yes. I thought he was going to go to the Dolphins. Well, because you mentioned
4: Stephen Ross's connections yeah, as connection, a big-time booster to the University yes. of Michigan. And, the and most prominent
5: and, and the most mm-hmm. wealthiest. The yeah, earliest, uh, most prominent booster for the Wolverines. Obviously, things are going on with the Dolphins. So, the the Vikings came out out of nowhere. Integrity is going on
4: with those Dolphins, isn't it?
5: Yes. Um, and... <laughs> You know when Georgia, when Michigan lost to Georgia, he was supposed to meet with the athletic director mm-hmm. um, for Michigan and see like what's going on because he only has one year left in his contract and no one wants to go into a year with just one year left. He didn't show up to that meeting. He missed it. He's had no contact with any of the Michigan staff, mm-hmm. his coaches. Except for last night, he he has had well when he made the decision, but in between, the only thing that I'll give him credit for is talking to some of these recruits because he still made that some we of the know trips. Of. Yeah. yeah, well, and, and according to the parents, too, he's like, hey, the NFL might be a possibility. But to me, just the optics of him now returning to Michigan, like he's he's a great coach. Exactly. And their program is on the up and up. And I'll go to the same t-
4: parents and say, guess what? I'm ready. I'm NFL. I was NFL ready. They want me back. And I'm creating an NFL feeder program I already have here. It, it adds more clout. Any direction that you look at, but it
5: still, but it still looks ridiculous. It, it's not a good look for the for the team and for people on the outside. For him to be taking an interview on national signing day, if Ryan Day did that with Ohio State, fans would be livid. And this dude is two and thirteen against teams in the top ten. Yes. He's one and five versus Michigan. He's two and four or versus Ohio State. He's two and four against Michigan but State. The
4: ego, as Trista mentioned, as we talk about on the show all the time. Jim Harbaugh has made khakis just as synonymous with his name as Jake from State Farm. That's not by coincidence. Doing this on National Signing Day doesn't necessarily put up a red flag for me, but it puts up a few more. That I because we have to. We were just talking about this yet what yesterday or the day before about how the college football recruiting landscape has changed with the photo shoots and the and the lavishness of it and how. Um, it there's just things are 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 different now. Why 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 wouldn't you apply the same type of mindset to to Jim showboating here in terms of a selling point? In terms of well, of, I think it's of, always of, been of, like of, that. Recruit, I agree, but this is where now I'm I'm willing to to play off of my employer with other potential employers, which most coaches do anyways. But I'm going to make it this huge theater thing. And we still don't know if what act we're in because he still could take an NFL job. Regardless, people signed yesterday and people are going to be calling and I guarantee you his phone is ringing more busily with his name attached to a current NFL job than if he took his name out of that conversation completely and was going back and forth and, and quote unquote compliant with his Michigan employers, because this is what ultimately these kids are, are are looking for when they go to these programs right and what the parents are looking for they're like yeah we want the academics we want the support we want they want the feeder system in the nfl it's the thing that we everybody knows but nobody truly says and what better indicator that this is a hot place to be right now that's not an sec school than Michigan, based off of what Jim is doing.
5: But with what's going on, I'd rather go to Michigan State if I want to stay in Michigan. And Mel Tucker, they're just as on fire. Ohio State is still uh, above and beyond everyone else in that conference. And like you bring up the kids and they want photo shoots and the things that they need to do. Like to me, in a coaching version, Jim Harbaugh has been doing this when he wanted to have those spring practices yeah, at IMG exactly. Academy in Florida. Exactly. Took his kids to Italy and South yeah. Africa and all those places. Yep. Even Let's they, raise the
4: profile of Michigan football. Yeah, Same and, type of stuff. Why do we need a football practice down in Jamaica? We don't. We just want to.
5: Or even he has they, – they now have the, the biggest workout room in the country yeah. compared to every program. So, to me, these are the things that he's asked and he's gotten because that's what Michigan wants. That is okay. The athletic director, the fans, not so much – uh, uh, the the higher ups and the teachers and stuff because Michigan's a great educational school. Mm-hmm. But the things that he's asked for, he's gotten, and, and he he's needs still. It. But he's still treating. This is how he's treating his staff, and and well, just, we don't know. That's he, terrible. His staff
4: could be in on it for all we know. And for him he, not to talk
5: to them for three we, weeks since the season's over. You don't over? know
4: if they haven't talked for three weeks. It's a- not like we don't to, have the messages. According
5: to the reports,
4: okay, there's been very the reports few reports that are written. by – If we ask J- Okay, we're not going to argue over over something like this, but I I just think that this shapes up to be a huge, huge tool for him to create a better vantage point for himself individually, but also the team in Michigan, and that's truly how it always has been in his mind. Jim first, then whoever I'm coaching, and there's truly nothing wrong with that. There really isn't, but... I, I don't also want to fault him for doing what everybody else is doing considering we had Lincoln Riley literally cut bait and leave his staff at a gas station with the, with the, without the keys in the car.
5: Yeah, he's, Jim's not the only but one. I don't want to make it sound and, like and he so is. And
4: I, so I just think he never really intended to leave or he's not going to leave for at least an offer that he can't refuse. And I felt this way before I le- we learned about the details that he showed up kind of expecting it to just go into his favor. Like, that is a huge turning point for me and speaks to the larger egotistical – uh, nature that really is going to dominate a lot of our conversation t- on today's playmakers but i'm not so mad that he's not the coach of the Minnesota Vikings they hired the the OC for the Rams something o'connell he looks like uh he looks like a kendall basically with a hat I'm on McVay twin. yeah literally except like bigger <laughs> and and so i'm sure it's going to be great i'm sure the team is going to turn it itself around and, and got their a good cousins, front office. their cousins we trust obviously uh, <laughs> as you as you do cuz you think michigan state is the is the place to be and the place to Foster your craft, but we do need to get into a little bit more serious of a conversation on the other side of the break. What went down in the Blackhawks town hall meeting that has changed the conversation around hockey yet again. 1140 The
1: Bet. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the playmakers exclusively on 1140 The Bet.
4: Everything makes sense, right? Everything is firing on all cylinders, whether we are commanding them to or not. You can expect the unexpected here with the playmakers. Big voice person already introduced Adrian and I, and it's
5: always a Firefox browser uh, open. Well,
4: we're not saying there's a coincidence, but uh, you know, it just happens to be a same or a similar problem on a different day, and that really surmises our our theme for our segment here because. I, I I previewed this just a few minutes ago as the looking into the glass instead of the mirror segment, and I, I mean glass by by hockey glass, the glass that lines the arena just uh, down the street for the All Star game that hopefully people hit nets so and not the glass because they're shooting with intention. But as a as a goalie, you actually use the glass behind the net to uh, help you on breakouts sometimes because you got to turn around, go behind the net pressure's coming to you, kind of use the glass the at, at reflection to see where the pressure's coming from. But you don't, like, look into the eyes. You don't look at how many freckles they have. You're yeah, just trying yeah. to see, really, the movement and and where who it's coming from, not what they're doing, but where that movement is. But it's a distorted image, and, and it's one that you don't rely completely upon. It's just for that very specific moment in and in a, in a brief one at that. And that's really what I, I think... The Chicago Blackhawks organization has done, and specifically CEO or owner or whatever. I know there's been structural reshuffling, Rocky Wertz, because yesterday the Blackhawks had a, a town meeting scheduled with members of the media to kind of address their next steps, their next chapters. They, right, what's the GM? How are we? How are we, um, really leasing this this whole new era of our of our organization here and town hall implies informality, right? It implies more of a conversational um, type of format. And then Mark Lazarus, who's one of the, one of the best hockey writers that we have, who writes for the athletic asked a question that pertains to exactly what they're gathering everyone around to talk about
5: the entire point,
4: the entire point. And Rocky Wirtz could not have failed worse. Rocky Wirtz could not have done his organization and the game of hockey a bigger disservice. The only way that he's done a bigger disservice was the actual event in 2010, the actual stuff. But for some reason, for a game that preaches, that that pounds this into the the bones of its players as they grow up, accountability, accountability, accountability. I cannot think of a worse example.
2: I think much of what happened to Kyle Beach stemmed from a a power imbalance between a coach and a player and the powerlessness of a player in that situation. So what are the Blackhawks doing? What have the Blackhawks done? What will the Blackhawks do to empower a player in a similar situation to make sure that doesn't happen again? I'm going to answer the question at the end. I think the report speaks for itself. The people that were involved are no longer here. We're not looking back at 2010. We're looking forward. And we're not going to talk about 2010. We're, I'm not talking about 2010. I, I know, and I'm not either. And we're not going to talk about what happened. We're moving forward. That is my answer. Now, what's your next question? I can pick up to what we are doing today. And I think no, I don't know. That's none of your business. That's none of your business. What we're going to do today is our business. I don't think it's any of your business because I don't think it's any of your business. You don't work for the company. If someone in the company asks that question, we'll answer it. And I think you should get on to the next subject. We're not gonna talk about Kyle Beach. We're not gonna talk about anything that happened. Now, we're moving on. What more do I have to say? You wanna keep asking the same question? You hear the same answer? Okay, ask the next question.
1: Yikes.
4: Absolutely unacceptable. So grossly unacceptable. And you had the Lazarus asking the question, and then there was a brief moment where somebody said, "Well, well I can expand on, on what we're doing today." That was that was his son who has basically stepped into his role that um, Rocky had held previously. So
5: this was really like Succession because he sounded like Logan Roy. This is a
4: hundred. <laughs> that's a perfect comparison. That is a perfect comparison. Except instead of it being um, who's 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 patriarch of, of Succession, Kendall. Kendall. No, well, no, I, I I he went and had his Kendall moment. But who's Kendall's dad's name again? Logan Roy. Logan. He thinks he's Logan, but he had a Kendall moment or, or Logan had one of his senile moments from season three or something. But whether he has a steely relationship with Lazarus, whether a dog pooped in front of his own bunny slippers that were in, in his bedroom, whether he had a fender bender on the way to work, whether somebody told him that he's the worst thing that's ever happened to him. No mood or bad vibe excuses what he said because it, all it is is an actual mirror of what he hasn't used. It is a mirror showing that all he's done is look into the glass and see if there's movement, see if there's pressure. If there's pressure, i got to go the other way. If there's too many on this side, well, then i I got I to reevaluate. I'm not going to get into specifics because i got to get right back to my crease. i got to get right back home and get on to my next job because it's my job to get on to the next job to make the next save. That's exactly the attitude, at least in my mind, that Rocky displays. Other than clearly, clearly viewing himself as a victim in a victimized position. How could you bring this to me? How could you keep asking these questions? It how could you, How ago. could you Whoa. feel entitled to our business dealings? Like, it it just, the layers of arrogance.
5: Do you know what's crazy to me Mm. with with this is that essentially the first question that was asked by Mark was a layup for him to hit the the tagline of in the future, blah, 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 this isn't going to happen. It was a layup question. It wasn't confrontational. What are
4: you doing today to make sure that your players have an avenue to advocate for themselves if they find themselves in the similar situation they did 10 years ago?
5: And in the future. He said future. He wasn't even trying to go into specifics. Mm -hmm. And that's how you react. It was the whole point. The town hall was about this. Correct. It's
4: nuts. Correct. And ultimately, he's asking, so have you made this for – have you made an environment that makes them feel more like people, more like they have control, more like they have rights that they they belong, that people care about them? And and like you said, it's not just the missed opportunity. Another conversation we've had with hockey. It's not just the missed opportunity; it's the gasoline. And you have people in the Chicago area on on our sister stations at at, at six seventy, the score, calling for words to step down because
5: how is that not the solution I I, I,
4: I don't know but this is the same type of attitude that was in Joel Quenville's mind former coach of the the Florida Panthers and the Chicago Blackhawks when all of that story was breaking and he was being tied into it because he was largely involved in the cover-up or just the lack of accountability that he thought you know what you know what I need to do still go on the bench because I'm entitled to at least have one more game. And you know how, you know how I know that? Because Gary Bettman echoed that fact the day after. He came out and said, well, based off of the credit that, that we extended Joel as an as all-time winning as coach, three-time Stanley Cup champion with the Chicago Blackhawks, among others that he's wanted as, as a player or been part of as a coach, we just wanted to make sure that we didn't rush to conclusions. Well, Rocky did. Rocky did there as did uh, that little room powwow that you had where Joel was in there, along with uh, former team president Stan Bowman. and, And we talked all about this. And there's been more developments around Brad Aldrich today. Like Rick Westhead is doing the Lord's work right now. And he's the one that largely broke and helped advocate for Kyle Beach's story. Like, there are more developments on how Brad Aldrich used the Stanley Cup rings, the memorabilia, the fact that the team just said, oh, wait, he just had to leave because they didn't want to connect all that was going on, and he used it to help gain trust from other people and victimize others. Like it's the worst part. And that's why it's so it's the most obvious math equation I've ever seen, Adrian. And for some reason, members of the hockey community – in power positions, mostly white guys look at that math and say, that's not a me problem. That's not a me problem. And Those results, those results aren't my aren't my uh work either. Even though that's my handwriting, that's my pencil and my eraser's halfway chewed off. Into the looking glass. This is all this sport does. It's an absolute disgrace. And I hope this dominates the conversation on All-Star game. That's here this weekend. I'm going to I'm going to media tomorrow morning. I'm going to be around. Hopefully I have enough courage to actually ask some questions or have a question that's worth asking. But apparently we can't uh, – it's too much to to ascertain whether or not more safety measures have been put in place. It's like literally asking the equivalent of, like, did you bring extra ropes for rock climbing today? Seriously.
5: Just the well-being. That's, that's how a petulant child acts mm-hmm. when you're asked about the Spoiled, well-being entitled, of your employees rich. and your players. Mm-hmm. It's That's arrogant. I, I'm I'm glad that this whole town hall event happened, and this is this is the result because this needs to happen. We need to see it. This is proof. Mm-hmm. This is how he asked. just by simple questions. But we don't
4: need any more proof, Adrian. We have all the proof. We have the proof, we have the pudding, and we have the entire smorgasbord of Jello options. But
5: like you said, I hope that this and, is just another thing that can be no, used we need for actual progress.
4: Until Words either steps down himself or the NHL starts figuring out how to take action where you can – Revoke ownership almost like what the NBA did with, uh, I was with Roger ask you, Sterling. Has this
5: happened before? Not in, in the NHL, NHL,
4: but the thing is, is like this isn't this is obviously an uh a quote unquote isolated event to the Chicago Blackhawk organization, but bad ownership and crappy leadership and toxic work environments are not just the Chicago Blackhawks. And so as we just kind of went down through memory lane of the most recent interactions that Gary Bettman has that. That the members of that organization ha- have had with the with the accountability. I won't hold my breath. I really wouldn't. I don't think there's any gillyweed coming for us and to help uh, us and Harry Potter out in the Goblet of Fire. And so that's that's why yesterday when we we're talking about National Girls and Women's Sports Day, I I don't have hope because they they haven't shown that they're willing to backcheck. They haven't shown that they're willing to go out and block the shot. And this is just. One story today we're not even talking about the Washington football team hearings we're not and 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 we're talking about differing levels of assault and harassment, other things, but ultimately it is power dynamic where people think that they have money or they have position, so I can do with whatever I want with you, and nobody's going to care because i'm going to make sure they don't and so that's where the cross worlds that we find ourselves at and eventually even the glass behind the net does break with the right shot. You just got to hope that today's happens to be the right one. More happy thoughts and updates on the other side of the break. Brian Flores lawsuits and all the accountability going around the NFL. 1140 the bet.
0: Hey, Mel, Brian here. Got to work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty.
4: Hey, Mikey,
1: if you're going to puke, find the popcorn bowl. Adrian Hernandez and Lindsey Brown, the playmakers, exclusively on
5: 11:40. The bet.
4: Oh God, I wanted to see Corn so bad.
5: Aren't they on tour, right?
4: Yeah, they were here a couple months ago, and I was gonna go, but then I thought at the time, COVID was still here, you know, because it's gone now, Uh, and. Going to that alone between corn uh, and system of a down, I'm like maybe not the best time to do this with our life. But you know what? It is a good time to do. It's a good time to congratulate Patrick F out of Atlanta for taking home two thousand dollar prize money this past weekend. And this is all part of BetQL's Giving Props contest, which is back for the big game. Whether you played this free to play contest in the first three weeks of the postseason or not, you have a brand new shot at winning two. Just go to betql.com slash props to sign up. Betql has posted 10 new props around the big game. It's easy. Make your picks and you could win two grand. Plus, as long as you sign up at least 15 minutes before kickoff, you'll be entered for the chance at taking home the $10,000 grand prize. Head over to betql.com slash props or text props to 20357 right now and make your picks. That's props to 20357. Message and data rates. May. Apply.
5: It's free to play, y'all. Come yeah, on. Yeah, but you get uh, some phone money. calls
4: after 9 p.m. No, we don't count those minutes. What an era. What an era. Life was different then. Um, Brian Flores has obviously made a huge sacrifice this week and will continue to do so because he hasn't been named a head coach, although he's still technically in the running for both the Texans' job and the Jacksonville Jaguars was it? Are those the two that he was still interviewing for? Or no, the Saints. It was the Saints. Saints, yeah, the Saints. Because uh, he had emailed both of them. He did a, apparently a, a very strong interview with with uh, New Orleans, and then informed them of the lawsuit. But
5: that he was still interested, though, too. Yes,
4: and he still is, and he's still a great coach. That hasn't changed in the last few days or last few weeks or whatever. It's just that some people ju- don't believe it or don't want to be around certain types of people. And when we call others out on their BS, they also don't really own up to that. John Elway, shockingly, has uh, released a statement, and I read, quote, While I was not planning to respond publicly to the false and defamatory claims by Brian Flores, I could not be silent any longer with my character, integrity, and professionalism being attacked. (laughs) Now, let's— Remind our listeners here, Adrian. It was in the lawsuit that Flores alleged in 2019 when he interviewed for the Denver Broncos job that John Elway, as well as members of the front office of the Denver Broncos, not only showed up an hour late but were hungover, disheveled, uh, and and conducted what he thought to be a, a sham interview, one that was purely performative with compliance of the Rooney Rule. Uh, Elway went on to say, I took coach Flores very seriously as a candidate for a head coaching position in 2019. And I enjoyed our three and a half hour conversation with him along with the rest of the group. I was prepared, ready, and fully engaged during the entire interview as Brian shared his experience and vision for our team. And I'm sure that's exactly what Jim Harbaugh said too, but nothing has come much further outside of definitely didn't do it. From John. All right. And And it
5: took him 48 hours, which is kind of crazy. It
4: is. It is indeed. But we had to make sure we get all of our ducks in a row. And we had to basically copy and paste bits and pieces of other apologies or uh, statements that have been released. You want to talk about somebody with a whole lot of bravery. Let's talk about Steven Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, who not only fired back uh, on the allegations that were made against him, did it at midnight last night, people. Just an absolute example of taking a stand. Quote, with regards to the allegations being made by Brian Flores, I am a man of honor and integrity and cannot let them stand without responding. Gosh, this sounds familiar. I take great personal exception to these malicious attacks, and the truth must be known. His allegations are false, malicious, and defamatory. My goodness. We understand that there are media reports stating that the NFL intends to investigate these claims, and we will cooperate fully, you know, just like the Washington football team. I welcome that investigation, and I'm eager to defend my personal integrity and the integrity and values of the entire Miami Dolphins football or organization from these baseless, unfair, and disparaging claims. Or at least my loyal will do it.
5: Um. So they all used com to correct. write their papers for correct. the uh, reports with all these buzzwords?
4: Correct. And, I mean, I, I wouldn't expect anything less from them or anything more. But what— as we've talked about all week and, and people who are much better qualified to have these conversations based off of experience in, in a bunch of different arenas would say the same thing right now. This is a difference between do you hire people, all people, all types of people or don't you? Are you willing to do it now? Yes or no? No. Why? Like you either do or you don't like, we know for a fact the New York giants have never hired A black coach in their head coaching position ever in the history of their team.
5: And if you got time tonight, you should Google some of their history in the early 20s and 30s and 40s to see how they treated uh, people of color when it comes to being on their team.
4: Well, and we have to leave room for our nuance here, too, because it's, I know we're talking about, well, not enough black coaches are being hired. Well, then there's also being hired in good faith because you have. We have stories coming out from Hugh Jackson, from other from other coaches that that have served at that capacity in the last 10, 15 years about being paid to lose, which is going to be a, a huge legal thing going forward. But also, what was my second point? I've already forgotten it. You get paid to lose. Well, for lose. me,
5: the, the Dolphins and Browns hiring coaches that they don't feel like are good enough.
4: Mm-hmm. Yes. So they want
5: to do it just so that they can say that they did it But they only hired them to lose, which we now know on this lawsuit is you wanted Brian Flores to be there to lose. He didn't want to do that. He won games and beat your expectations. And now you get put in an uncomfortable situation.
4: Yep, exactly. And or we bring in the that black head coach to usher us through this really bad part of our rebuild and then we'll hand off the keys to someone that we like better when we're through with you it. mean David Cully yeah exactly David Cully exactly David Cully and those are just like recent examples and we can revisionist history is tough and, it, and this is obviously not a new problem and, and I'm sure the interactions or at least the ones that are being brought to public are just one of like how many thousands that each individual has has experienced but the fact that people don't understand the the tying of failure and the losses to to coaches of color and what that does what that signals what that does to their future it, it just seems like people people, are like well why why are they so mad like they they had an opportunity now they can just put that down on their resume what that I that I it was an overwhelming failure you're not only asking me to take out the garbage, you're asking me to put on the uniform and drive the truck. And while it's a very worthy profession, I'm not trained for that. And I, I'm not the only person that's meant for this.
5: Or that you weren't a failure. Correct. That you, you were handed something that was garbage. But perception's reality. You went 5 and 11. Yep. You went 10 and 6. You went 10 and 6 again. And you can't even get a coaching job. They give it to someone who's never been a coach. Mm-hmm. And worse, you have to find out from your mentor yes. that a former co-worker who hasn't done more than you gets the job and that they want you to show up for the interview thinking in good faith that you have an opportunity, that you could really change the culture and go back to your hometown in New York and become the Giants head coach and make it work over there. And you have to learn from your mentor that, nah, they already hired the dude that you used to work with that isn't as accomplished as a head coach. Matter of fact, he's never even done it before. He's already been hired. You're just going there so that they can fill a quota.
4: Or like just look at the last couple coaches for the uh, New York Giants as we, we pointed out they've never hired a black head coach. Oh, we had Joe Judge literally going on a 30-minute diatribe about how well things were going despite them having the worst record in the past like 5 or 6 like the 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 awfulness that is The New York Giants organization on the football field is ridiculous. The special
5: teams assistant.
4: Right. And then previously, we had that Ben McAdoo character who literally looked like uh, uh, one of those pop dolls come to life, or at least we poured some water on him and so he grew.
5: Mall cop Kevin James, Ben McAdoo.
4: Huge a hole. And we can talk about last year. I mean, there were several examples, but the one that was most obvious to me was the hiring of the Sirianni character or or whoever the head coach is in, in Philadelphia where he was the quarterback's coach for Indianapolis for like a hot 2nd you We're like, yep, he's ready. He's obviously ready. And that's the thing. White candidates ascend quicker. They stay around longer and they're allowed to come home. And black candidates are not only not invested in at the same level, they're not developed. They're not thought of quicker hook. Fewer second chances, and you gotta be grateful for it.
5: You should just any. be happy
4: to be here. You should just be happy to be here.
5: Well, you're not, and we talked about this yesterday. Well, you're not getting paid as much, mm-hmm. and you're not even viewed as an equal in comparison to your peers. Correct. No matter what look at the Dolphins. They were so confused. They're like, crap, he actually won five games. It happened with Raheem Morris with Jameis Winston, where they had him as a placeholder. You are part of our plan. That's what they said with Hugh Jackson. As much as I dislike Hugh Jackson and think some of the things he's saying right now are kind of bogus. Like, they have plans. Hey, we want you here to be 1-31. We'll give you a little bit of extra money because we're asking you to lose and go up against everything you've learned playing this sport since you were a kid. We want you to lose, but don't don't worry, We'll get rid of you, but you're going to get these bonuses and this money. What's the matter with you? You don't want the money? Isn't mm-hmm. this what this is all about?
4: Exactly. Don't you feel good about it? Don't you feel good about your place in the game and what you've worked your entire life for and sacrificed so much for? Because ultimately, you're not just killing people's livelihoods. You're killing people's spirits. We all know what sports matters to us on this program. And these sports just keep spitting in the face. Hopefully the second hour is different. I'm for the bat!